Vigorous Steve here, another video you've all been patiently waiting for, how to actually design your first cycle. Enough edging, get ready for the money shots. But before you do, please like the video, leave a comment for the algorithm, and consider subscribing if you haven't already. And if you want to support the channel, you can do so by joining either the YouTube or Patreon memberships, where you can vote for upcoming deep dives, or join the weekly Vigorous Q&A, which is always on Saturday. Okay, first things first, a quick refresher of the previous two videos, in case you didn't watch them. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure you're below 12% body fat. Make sure you have longitudinal data of your blood work parameters and you know how to keep yourself healthy with health supplementation and dietary interventions or lifestyle changes. Make sure you've been training for a while with progressive overload and your logbook is full with longitudinal data. You've been going stronger and getting more muscular along the way. Some of the bodybuilders in your gym are giving you compliments. They think you're on cycle, but in reality you're not because you've been training for a couple of years already and you've done a couple diets drug-free all the separation and the muscularity is there but it's patiently waiting for some anabolic incentive to curl super physiological right get all of that out of the way first when you're ready for your first cycle you're actually ready really 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 ready then you can get started with a boatload of different options look at all of these steroids you can choose from look at all of these selective androgen receptor modulators you can choose from look at all these Pro hormones you can choose from, but let's keep it simple. Let's start with testosterone first. And the same rules apply as designing your hormone replacement therapy protocol, which I discussed in the previous video. You don't have to do enclomiphene or ACG monotherapy if you want to go on a steroid cycle and you consider yourself a bodybuilder, you're part of the fitness industry. Um, you know, you don't do this because you're androgen deficient, your testosterone levels are actually quite good because again, you're healthy, you've been training hard, and you've been paying attention to your diets. Everything is in place. You just need a little bit more, right? Then your testicles are willing to provide you. It's still recommended to try some enclomiphene monotherapy or HCG monotherapy, but I totally get it. If you don't want to do that, you want to skip that part, you go straight on HRT plus. 250 tests, 250 IUs, that's per week, right? Daily micro-administrations, 250 mg of testosterone and a day recipient per week. More than TRT clinics are willing to prescribe, but more than enough to elicit an anabolic response. 250 IUs HCG three times per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 25 to 50 milligrams DHEA, either morning or evening or split of the dose, 10, 12 and a half, 25 milligrams pregnenolone, morning or evening, or splitting up the dose, and maybe some growth hormone later on. But start with testosterone, cookie cutter hormone replacement therapy first to see how you respond to bioidentical hormones in a super physiological level. Let's see what happens, right? Hopefully you got your health in order so you don't have to worry about anxiety, insomnia, acne, hair loss, gynecomastia, or all of the other side effects which are commonly associated by taking anabolic antigenic steroids, even if they're bioidentical, in super physiological amounts. Yeah, you should have watched those first two videos, but if you're well aware, you're starting with this HRT protocol Maybe a couple of weeks into it, you add in growth hormone to elicit more of an anabolic response, get this synergy between your testosterone and the growth hormone. So instead of taking 250 milligrams to 500 milligrams testosterone, you add in one to two IUs, three IUs of growth hormone on top to get synergy between both compounds. Steroid cycles works as following. You take a multitude of different compounds to elicit synergy through different anabolic pathways. We have the androgen receptor, which we can hit with anabolic androgenic steroids. 
or selective androgen receptor modulators. We have the estrogen alpha and beta receptors, which we can hit with, well, estrogen, allegedly anadrol, or tocasterone and ectisterone, right? Things worth looking into, albeit that tocasterone and ectisterone were probably not elicit an anabolic response on top of the testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy plus or actual steroid cycle that you're already on. Look into the growth hormone receptor pathway. Look into the IGF-1 receptor pathway, which you're going to get stimulation through for free when you go in growth hormone. Yes, growth hormone is a secretagogue of IGF-1. If you go on exogenous growth hormone or MK677 for that matter, which, you know, um, I would rather have you use pharmaceutical growth hormone instead. But if you can't afford that, MK677 is a good alternative. Although you need to check your blood glucose levels frequently and really have good grasp on your blood work parameters. But we'll do a separate video on how to manage all of that in the near future. Your IGF-1 levels will go up. And then the last thing you can look into is insulin the insulin pathway. Now, maybe the progesterone pathway you can look into slightly because collagen synthesis does occur through the progesterone receptor pathway. You can look into progestogenic 19-ors, trimbolone, nandrolone, trespidolone, check drops, but all of those are not for your first cycle. So even though there's a laundry list of steroid serums and pro-hormones you can choose from, let's just stick with tests, dude because you have no experience. You need to get your hands dirty. And the best thing to get your hands dirty with is with hormones that your body is already producing in super physiological amounts. You start low and build your way up based on response. So you go maybe on this protocol for 48 weeks, you elicit all of the anabolic response you can probably get on this particular training protocol with a certain amount of volume, a certain amount of sets to failure, a certain amount of sets with reps and reserves, and a couple sets maybe with intensifiers like drop sets, or resistance bands, or whatever else you prefer, train your training first. Because when you go on steroids, your recovery capability goes up. So maybe this training protocol that was working for you when you were drug-free with low volume, high frequency, maybe you need to change to a little bit less frequency and higher volume, or maybe more intensity, right? That's a whole separate subject in itself. There's entire YouTube channels dedicated to that stuff. Research, research, research. You don't need to increase the dose right away. You can just train your training intensity in your training volume and your training frequency. Then based on that, your training frequency and your training volume changing, you can also change your caloric and nutritional intake. If you get stuck on a particular way, it doesn't mean you have to increase the drugs. Maybe you need to increase the food instead. Maybe you need to increase your micronutrients because now you're supercharging your body with performance-enhancing drugs, anabolic, energetic steroids. Your nutrient requirement, not just the caloric requirement, your micronutrient requirement goes up. So maybe this 50 milligrams of zinc that you were supplementing with, maybe it's not enough. Maybe this 200 or 2000 milligrams of vitamin C that you're supplementing with, maybe that's not enough. Maybe you need to increase that first before you increase this cookie cutter hormone replacement therapy of 250 milligrams of test and two IUs of growth hormone. Maybe you need to learn how your body works on PEDs, on steroids, right? By changing your training volume and by changing your caloric intake. You can do this multitude of different times without changing your drugs and elicit more of a response. At one point, you can manipulate the training any way, shape, or form, excluding deloads, right? Sometimes a deload is required, but you've manipulated your training so much and you've changed your dietary intake of micronutrients and calories so much that you're just getting fat and you're not getting any stronger. That is the only time 
that you increase your performance enhancing drugs. Now, you go from 250 milligrams of test and DHA pregnenolone growth hormone to maybe 375. That's a 50% increase, 150% gains. Your training volume is probably perfect for 250, but not perfect for 375 milligrams of testosterone. Food for thought here, you're going to have to change that again. Yeah. And then while you're figuring that out, your ultimate training volume, training frequency, and training style, maybe that needs to change also. Um, this caloric intake that was making you fat previously might now be a maintenance calorie diet and later on might change into a caloric deficit because your muscularity is increasing and with more muscle mass comes a higher caloric requirement. So you can keep your diet the same. You might need to increase your micronutrient intake because more muscles demand more micronutrients. Magnesium uh, requirement goes up. Vitamin D, three levels might need to go up. Electrolyte intake in general, right? sodium, potassium, calcium, etc., all might need to go up for the same amount of calories that you're eating. So make sure you're eating healthy and keeping track of all of your micronutrients. Change your training, keep the diet the same, but increase your micronutrients. You might get leaner. All this fatness that you accumulated by making these incremental steps in your training and your food intake until you started increasing the drugs. Um, might you might be able to undo this by increasing the drugs a little bit and allowing you to train into a caloric deficit to the point you're now restoring your body fat levels to where you basically started with all of this newly acquired muscle mass you can do this a couple times changing the training volume changing your caloric intake changing the drugs right step by step step by step you can gain so much size until you reach 500 milligrams testosterone annotated per week or cypionate, right? Whatever ester you prefer. Still, daily micro-administrations, either subcular or intramuscular, are going to apply because daily administrations result in the most stable serum concentrations and require the least amount of um, aromatized inhibition or 5-alpha reductase inhibition. And when you're going on steroid cycles, you know, you have a longer list of DHT derivatives to choose from or progestogenic 19-nores or other compounds that might elicit hair loss. So, right? It might not be wise to go on a steroid cycle if you really care about your hair that much. I didn't really care. I think hair is obnoxious, but if you're not that kind of guy, you love hair, you want those, you know, uh, Goldilocks with hair all over the place to the point you look like the Lion King, steroids might not be for you. You might need to stick to TRT. Maybe you need to stop this video, go back to the previous video, give the video another watch, and then watch another video about post syndrome and an upcoming video about hair loss, right? Stick within your lane, right? Everybody has limitations. If hair loss is a limitations, just stick with TRT and call it quits. But if you don't care about hair loss and you can manage all of the, you know, hair growth that is going to occur all over the rest of your body, then steroid cycles might be in the cards for you. Now, what is a good option to look into after your hormone replacement therapy protocol that is now going into hormone replacement therapy for two people, right? That's how much of a uh, testosterone level you're going to have, you might end up at like 2,500 nanograms per deciliter when you're at 375 milligrams testosterone anthate recipient per week. That's testosterone levels for two. Maybe at 500, you have testosterone levels for three. Maybe by the time you get bored with the testosterone and the estrogen management and the growth hormone and, and then the neurosteroids that are part of your protocol and the, maybe the Cialis, five to 10 milligrams or Tomsartan, 20 milligrams to control your blood pressure, if that's an issue, Maybe you want to throw in an oral on top. My recommendation is to start with the oral steroid, which was designed for athletes, Terinable, 25 milligrams, 30 milligrams to start, 
see how much of a response you get from that. Learn how to interpret your blood work results because Turinabol, even though it's considered a mild oral steroid, it will chill, still change your liver enzymes, your lipid parameters, and maybe some other markers, including your thyroid panel, right? Steroids modulate the thyroid binding globulin levels that bind thyroid hormones. So maybe your thyroid hormones might fluctuate a little bit. Anavar is particularly known for this, but it's been investigated to a much larger extent that Turinabol or some of the other oral steroids have been investigated regarding their um, changing of thyroid binding globulin levels in the bloodstream. So do your blood work, multitude of different times on this uh, performance enhancing drug protocol that slowly keeps increasing with bioidentical hormones till you reach a point where you feel bored. Because honestly, you can increase the testosterone all the way to 2,500 milligrams if you can tolerate that high and never touch another oral steroid or another anabolic steroid that you inject. Really, I have a whole ebook about how to make these adjustments. I'll link it down below and how to stick with bioidentical hormones and elicit phenomenal responses during your off season. Will you look cosmetically appealing? Probably not. Growth hormone, testosterone, especially at higher dosages, and insulin or IGF-1 all make you look watery. whoop de doo It's not the end of the world. You'll still get laid if you keep your body fat levels somewhat in check throughout this entire process that you're increasing the calories and um, you know, manipulate your calories based on your drug intake and your training volume and training frequency, right? Treat it as a job so you can get the best response. That's how you need to look at it. The steroid cycle is a whole job in itself for micromanagement, right? So you can have the best possible outcome. Turinable, the first option of an oral steroid you can take on top of your HRT that has been increasing over time. I think it's reasonably safe. There's enough scientific evidence that you can uh, do research on. Again, it was specifically designed for East German athletes to help, um, you know, win at the Olympics. And if you're going to do your first cycle, it's pretty safe to assume that you consider yourself an athlete or at least part of the fitness industry. And you're taking your first cycle for cosmetic enhancing purposes and the performance enhancing that you get out of it is probably a bonus, right? Sometimes we take these steroids for vanity reasons. Test. Turinabol, you don't have to reduce your DHEA and pregnenolone. That is a staple for your neurosteroid levels for the best cognition, best well-being, best libido, etc. Right? You keep the base the same and you add 25 or 30 milligrams of turinabol per day on top. It can be morning and evening on rest days or the full dose pre-workout on workout days. That seems to be well tolerated. You elicit an increased anabolic response. You get better pumps, better vascularity, more strength. Your uh, blood work parameters obviously are going to change, but since Turinabol at that dose is effective but reasonably benign when it comes to blood work results, um, you'll be able to learn how to manage that correctly with Tutka or Estragalus root extract or increasing your fiber intake and, uh, you know, N-acetylcysteine, right, vitamin E, everything you can do and put in place regarding supplementation to keep your health sustained. Or maybe you need azetamide or citrus bergamot and fish oil with each meal to keep your lipids in range, or again, dietary interventions. Once you learn how to do that on Turinable, you can proceed to other oral steroids or maybe add in an injectable on top of your testosterone and thus um, help you manipulate your estradiol levels with another injectable. Primabolin, Masterone, Boldenone are all particularly good to help you keep your serum estradiol levels in range when you add them on top of your testosterone base in a one-to-one -one ratio, excluding the ACG that you've been running as part 
of your HRT protocol to sustain testicular function, that will produce estradiol directly in the testicles. And you're probably using aromacin or arimidex, which I'm not really a fan of. So let's just stick with aromacin. You're probably using aromacin to modulate your estradiol levels, keep them favorable for libido, cognition, um, you know, all the favorable benefits associated with estradiol. The laundry list is very long. Also wrote an ebook about it. I'll link it down below. If you have your HRT base with aromacin to keep your estradiol levels in range and you replace your aromacin for a comparable dose of uh, DHT derivatives or equipoise for the amount of testosterone that you're in, um, your estradiol level should stay pretty similar. The half-life, the active life of aromacin is a multitude of different days. And before your testosterone really starts to ramp up in the conversion into estradiol, primabolin, masterone, or boldrone are already reaching serum concentration sufficient enough to selectively and reversely inhibit the aromatized enzyme and prevent the conversion of testosterone into estradiol and thus keeping your estradiol levels favorable. So you don't have to overcomplicate it. Like how, how many days of the half-life of the aromacin do you need to calculate and factor in into the injection frequency of the methanolone enethate versus the masterone propionate versus the boldenone and desalinate. We're already quite far into this protocol. You should have some experience. Your body should look good. You've been uh, doing your due diligence with blood work. You go from one day to the next. You'll be okay. You'll be, I, I promise you, you'll be okay. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't be OCD about it. Don't give yourself anxiety by thinking about this. You'll be okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> you'll be okay. All right. So you switch that. You add an injectable on top of your testosterone. You forgo the turinable. You close that chapter off. You've taken a turinable once. You're probably never going to take it again because I think Turinable is a beginner steroid. Um, and then later cycles, you might be looking to Anavar because you've learned how to um, identify proper sources and source high quality pharmaceuticals online. In the meantime, which you should really pay extra special attention to, right? Your cycle is only as good as your source because if you think you run 500 milligrams of test, but your underground lab is dosing that 50%. Or something entirely different or a different ester because they're cheaper and you're not getting the results that you expect to get because whatever you're injecting is not exactly as what you think you're taking right the 500 milligrams of test that you think you take is probably 250 of a different ester as an example and the prima bolin that you might be taking might be masteron so thus you get more of a reduction in serum estradiol levels and more of a flatness less of an anabolic response on a milligram for milligram basis and i know that can be highly debated because all steroids ultimately um, you know, uh, result in the same amount of protein expression studies from decades ago. But every bodybuilder will tell you, I get better response from primabolin over Mastron, but Mastron will give me a better cosmetic effect. So long story short, you being the sole caretaker of your body, um, you need to do your due diligence researching which of these performance enhancing drugs you're going to take to elicit or facilitate particular goals that you have. Write down your goals first and then try to match an anabolic androgenic steroid to that particular goal. Do you want more of a cosmetic effect or do you want more of an anabolic effect, right? And then you pick and choose. Now, of course, uh, a trend will give you an anabolic effect and a cosmetic effect at the same time, but also a laundry list of side effects. So slow down. Just because trend is on the list of anabolics you can choose from doesn't mean you have to take it on your first cycle. And I know there's a 30-day trend challenge out there and everybody on social media is on trend but um 
It doesn't mean that you have to do it. Patience. Slow down. I know you're excited. Right? You already made that decision to open Pandora's box. There's all these steroids you can choose from. And trends right there. Everybody's talking about trend. Everybody romanticizes trend. Would you like the experience with your own body to handle the trembolone sandwich properly? Right? That's maybe your fifth cycle. Or if you want to do a, a bodybuilding competition where you've already taken a couple other performance enhancing drugs, gain the experience on how you respond to them, how to manage your blood pressure, all of the side effects, and your blood work parameters, which are surely going to change. If you go into this contest prep under the guidance of a contest prep coach, you um, end up, you know, 6% body fat, and then the trembolone sandwich comes in, then you're probably going to have a good outcome because you're stepping on stage, absolutely shredded, dice to the socks, looking freaky deaky good. But until that time comes, trends off the menu. I'm sorry to burst your bubble and be such a party pooper, but trembolone is not for you yet. Earn it. Earn it, earn it, earn it. There will be a time and place when Tremblon comes into the picture if you want to compete or um, do an off-season where you need a little bit of Tremblon for IGF-1 receptor sensitivity because you've already exhausted all of the other options. You're on high test, high growth hormone, insulin, and IGF-1 potentially, right? Then a little bit of trend goes a long way, but that's years down the line. We're sticking to our first cycle here. My sincere recommendation would be test HRT first. Terenabol second as the first oral steroid of choice for maybe six, eight, 12 weeks at a low and effective dose. You learn how your body responds. Then maybe primabolin as a second injectable. Again, assuming you can find legitimate, but it's up to you in the meantime that you're doing all of these experiments with your own body to do your due diligence on how to recognize high quality sources because quality primabolin isn't that hard to find. It just costs more. Than everything else. And otherwise, well, look at the Masterone or Boldenone, but you know, Masterone comes with its own set of issues and Boldenone comes with its own sets of issues, but those issues are less than Tremolone, Nandrolone, Trestolone, or uh, you know, some of the hardcore orals like Superdrol or Anadrol or Halotestin. And even Winstrol comes with its issues. So there will be a time and place for that. Relax, build your base, build your physique. Hopefully, you built a good foundation as a drug-free bodybuilder for a couple of years, right? We discussed that already, so let's not uh, you know, bore you with that. Then you build your base on bioidentical hormones, plus a little bit of goodies on top for a couple of years also. I wish I did that myself. I could have developed my physique so much better if somebody just told me, don't do this, don't do that, stick to the basics. I know the basics aren't sexy. I know the basics doesn't get you views. I know the basics are not what um, make people want to subscribe or um, you know follow you around. But the basics, the boring stuff, the repetitive stuff, that is what's going to get your results. And your body was built on bioidentical hormones, so don't deviate too far from it, or at least stick with pharmaceuticals that are still FDA approved, right? or at least at one point or another were FDA approved. So you basically have test, Primo, and Anavar to choose from, but the reason why I didn't put Anivar in the beginning is because well, sourcing might still be an issue for you. And Turinabol is not as commonly faked as Anivar is. And it's also cheaper. So you don't have to break the bank on your first cycle because you'll be doing blood work all the freaking time if you're responsible about it. Now, regarding the duration of your first cycle, that is a little bit to be debated because some people would recommend a three-month first cycle. Other people recommend a four months, five months, six months first cycle. 
I think a very long first cycle is to be advised if you do everything right, which means sustaining your testicular function, doing the blood work frequently to manage your health, and starting low, which again isn't sexy uh, because everybody wants to do a 500 milligrams testosterone NFA cycle with a Dianable kickstart. But trust me, the side effects will be severe. If you start with cookie cutter HRT, which again isn't sexy, it's a low dose. Nobody's even going to believe you that you run such a low dose with such a weird protocol because it isn't commonly accepted yet. Don't worry, it will. Yeah, it will, but you might have to wait, right? I might have to hammer it into the fitness industry a little bit longer. At one point, that will be commonly accepted, like, oh, it's such a conservative plan, but if you did everything right regarding the training and the nutrition and your supplementation, you will get a great response, just like I get a great response when I started with this very similar protocol of one ampule of testosterone per week when I was already training drug-free for 11 years, right? Everything was in place. All I needed was to add in a little bit of steroids to grow further. So start low, build your way up through multiple of increments. Again, that's increments on training, increments on uh, nutrition, and increments on your steroid protocol. When you reach maybe a four-month mark, you add in a little bit of turinable, I think that's okay, right? Because your blood work parameters should look pretty good at the four-month mark if you stick with testosterone, HRT only. It's very easy to manage. People do these protocols for years. <laughs> for years. I mean, how many men are under medical supervision where they take 250... 300 milligrams of testosterone, DHA, pregnenolone, growth hormone, um, you know, something to control their blood pressure if needed. And their blood work parameters look absolutely fantastic. But you can build so much fucking muscle on this protocol if your training and nutrition and supplementation is on point. Your blood work parameters look great and your physique looks great as well. You do this for four to six months, you add in an oral of Turinable or Anivar if you can source it and you're 100% sure that your Anivar is accurately dosed in the actual active pharmaceutical ingredient being Oxandrolone, right? Go for it, please go for it. I love Oxandrolone if it's pharmaceutical grade or produced in a compounding pharmacy, legit gains a plenty. And after four to six months on HRT+, um, I'm sure you're going to elicit a great response, whether that's Turinable or Oxandrolone. Try that for a couple of weeks, see how you respond, do a couple more rounds of blood work, maybe increase your testosterone levels along the way right, by another increment of your exogenous testosterone administrations through daily subcutaneous injections, manipulate your training, manipulate your diet, make the most of this very simple HRT and an oral steroid cycle that you're now currently on. Now we're maybe six months, seven months, eight months into your first cycle, take your oral steroid out because your lipids will probably be worse and your liver enzymes will probably be worse, but through self-experimentation and um, you know intelligent use of the over-the-counter supplements which are available, you should be able to manage it. You take the oral steroid out, you add in something like mastrone or primabolin, depending on your preference and what you're able to source, and then continue for another three to six months. Because I don't think your blood work is going to be that bad. The amount of muscle that you can gain on a sub 500 milligram anabolic energetic steroid cycle over the duration of a year, stellar, stellar, phenomenal. But it's not appealing. It's not sexy. It doesn't sound exciting. Everybody wants to go to this 2000 milligram cycle, which you don't really need to do unless you're a couple of years into your performance enhancing drug journey. I've coached so many people when I was still coaching through their first cycle, men that have earned it, right? They did everything right. We fixed their nutrition first. We fixed their training volume. 
we fixed their uh, supplementation protocol, their testosterone levels went up slightly. They made as many gains as they could drug-free. I got them through their first cycle. They're on a cycle super modestly for a year. Test, Primo, Anivar, GH, maybe at one point insulin, again, under my guidance, because I'd rather have you use insulin under my guidance than increase the steroids to dosages where health starts to get compromised. Again, you're, you're, you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy, but you know, if you're a good coach and you know how to manipulate your client's blood work and guide them properly, I don't think there's anything wrong with insulin if this client proves to themselves that they're doing everything right and they're highly dedicated to the lifestyle. I'd rather put them on insulin than throw them under the bus with SARMs or pro-hormones or very heavy oral steroids or super high steroid cycles, which are not required when you keep your steroid dosage moderate with a little bit of growth hormone and a little bit of insulin. But I understand that's up for debate. Not everybody's going to agree with me, but don't worry, you are probably not under my guidance, not making those stellar gains with having your blood work parameters in range. So if you're doing it by yourself, right, following some of the advice in this video, stay healthy, manipulate your blood work and all of the variables you can for about a year and look at your before and after. Yeah, sick sick you can't even believe your own physique if you did everything right the amount of gains that you make over the year with a sub 500 milligram steroid cycle stellar nobody will believe you everybody thinks you're foolish people will call you out as being uh you know uh, saying that your dosages are not correct and you're lying about what you're taking but you know better because you treated it like a job you manipulated your health parameters and you keep everything moderate now eventually the steroid cycle is going to have to come to a close right your first cycle can't be a decade in duration albeit that i'm not against blasting and cruising albeit that 500 milligrams per week for up to a year isn't exactly a blast it's like an entry-level first cycle for most people in the fitness industry still you can make phenomenal gains but at one point this steroid cycle is going to have to end you can decide if you go back to a cruise or come off completely right post cycle therapy i have many videos about this on this youtube channel give them a watch start to prepare because mentally it's quite tough and if you don't want to undergo post cycle therapy and undergo this roller coaster of hormonal fluctuations where your testosterone levels are basically bottomed out and then you have to use selective estrogen receptor modulators which might elicit some sort of uh, uh, femininity response in the brain uh, and then slowly your testosterone levels come up over the course of let's say three months to six months if you don't want to undergo that and lose some of your gains in cosmetic appeal, that's where the cruise is for, right? You stay in testosterone replacement therapy, which is basically the same as where you started, hormone replacement therapy plus growth hormone. <laughs> it's 150 tests or 250 milligrams a test, 250 IUs three times a week, DHEA, pregnenolone, and two AUs of growth hormone, and maybe Cialis, Telmosartan to control your blood pressure. That will sustain all of the muscle mass that you've built over one year, assuming that you're in a caloric surplus. And it doesn't have to be a steep caloric surplus to the point you get morbidly obese fat, despicably large, Michelin man-like at the end of your cruise can be as little as 100, 200, 300 caloric surplus um, based on your trading intensity of that particular day. Right? And otherwise, it might be also recommended to be in a slight caloric deficit because, well, let's be honest, on the cruise, you're not going to increase the muscularity that you've built on this 500 milligram first cycle. You're just looking to maintain. So maybe it might be better to get your body fat levels a little bit lower 
over the course of three months that you're cleaning out and improving your blood work parameters. And then by the time you're ready to blast again at a whopping 500 milligram steroids combined, your blood work parameters look good, but your body fat levels are also low. So you can eat a boatload of foods and elicit more of an anabolic response on top of the 500 milligrams of steroids that you're now going to take leading into a 750 milligram steroid cycle, right? In combination, test Primo or test Mastron or test Boldenone with perhaps an oral steroid on top and some growth hormone insulin if you're that uh, meticulous about your bodybuilding journey. So this cruise will have to take place eventually. Make sure that you're mentally ready for it. Elicit all of the anabolic response you could out of your first cycle to solidify that because that's why I like a longer first cycle because in the beginning, you just get a you know fullness, water retention, nitrogen retention, electrolyte retention. It's not real muscle. Building muscle takes time. And if you stay in a moderate cycle for, let's say, six to, six to 12 months, you solidify this muscle in place. You can sustain it even in a caloric deficit, slight caloric deficit, so you can you know, get leaner over the course that you're cruising, maintaining a similar amount of strength with even, you know, one third of the dose of steroids that you're taking. But if you can do it in a caloric surplus, it probably is better. But if you start your second cycle leaner, then you ended your first cycle, you have so much more room to grow into because again, it being in a caloric surplus will unfortunately make you gain a little bit of body fat. And if you don't know how to do this, hire a coach. There's so many good coaches out there. Unfortunately, I stopped coaching a while ago, but there's so many good coaches out there who can guide you through their first cycle, get you in shape at the same time, modulate your training frequency, training intensity, and your training volume, modulate and manipulate your diet and your supplementation protocol, and help you interpret your blood work results and make um, you know solid and informed changes for your performance enhancing drug protocol that the first day of your cycle and the last day of your cycle is night and day difference. And the cruising period that you need to undergo, which will have to occur at one point or another, you're going to sustain all the muscle mass and strength. You might get a little bit leaner or um, at least not degrade cosmetically to the point you feel, um, you know, not so good about yourself anymore, which at the end of your cruise, you're still going to look better than at the end of your natty phase. I'm sure of it, right? Again, if you're meticulous, by the time you start your second cycle, man, gains are plenty. But that's a subject for a different video. If you want to see uh, how to design your second cycle and start adding in, you know, maybe a little bit more exotic compounds for you to uh, grow beyond your first cycle, let me know down below in the comment section and I'll gladly make a video about it. For now, we're out of time. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find everything that I'm associated with down below in the YouTube description section. Have a look at my website, vigorousteve.com. A ton of free articles for your reading enjoyment and perhaps a couple extra sources that I can post here on YouTube. Vigorous crew, you guys know what to do. A front double bicep for you guys. This is not my first cycle or my second cycle, um, but after taking steroids for over decades, um, you're able to sustain quite a lot of muscle mass if you keep up with your training intensity and your supplementation. Let's not mention that I'm on IGF-1, which is not for your first cycle. That's for a couple cycles down the road. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. And I'll see you in the next video.